This is a conversation I know you're going to love. It's one of my favorite conversations that I have here on the podcast because it's deep and raw and honest, and I love getting to see that side of people, and I just know that you're going to love it too. I'm chatting with Kristen Cook, and if you're on TikTok, you've probably seen one of her videos, but don't worry, she's on Instagram too if you're not on TikTok. Kristen describes herself as a plus-size mom creator speaking facts about the hectic, lovable chaos of raising kids, dealing with body issues and anxiety, and just overall big sister vibes for all the ladies trying to make sense of having our SHIT together. This is the Mama Knows Nutrition Podcast. I'm Casey Barnes, mom of two, registered dietitian in Dallas, Texas, and this podcast is a safe space for chatting mom life and struggles feeding your kids. Today's episode is in that mom life category. And hey, if you want to make sure that you hear about things like new podcast episodes, new blog posts, hear about some of my favorite things. Go to the link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter. It goes out every other Thursday, and I've gotten such great feedback that you guys love it. So come and join me there. And now, here's Kristen. Hey, Kristen, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. For those of you who are listening, I know you can't see either of us, but I also can't see Kristen. So we have a little bit of a blind first podcast first, date today. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen, so I if people are on TikTok and they are parents, I feel like they probably have seen some of your videos, but can you just tell people like who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Um, my name's Kristen Cook. So I'm on primarily TikTok and I'm starting to dabble over to Instagram a little bit, but yeah, I just I have a lot of stuff in my head when it comes to parenting and the funny stuff, the bad stuff, the good stuff. And I love sharing it with people because you feel very alone and isolated, I feel like as a parent. So, and woman stuff, just anything uncomfortable, I feel like needs to be let out there so everyone can feel it together and not feel like they're the only person in the world to feel that way. So I think that's my, my goal. I love it. Are you the type of person, like, is that natural for your personality or is this stepping outside your comfort zone? Um, social media is stepping outside of my comfort zone, but the personality behind the social media has, is what I've always been. I'm like the sister that my other sisters would come to with something super weird, gross, whatever. And I would just sit down <laughs> because I don't laugh. Cause I'm like, I've either done that or worse. So like, I just mm-hmm. like, I guess easy to like bounce that off of. And they're like, Oh my God, thanks for making me feel not crazy. So I've kind of always been that one. I, I love that. I think that something that has made me more like that is just being in the healthcare field. And even though I don't work in a hospital now, when you do work in a hospital, you see so many things, so many different types of people, like you feel like you see it all. So then when somebody feels embarrassed about something, you're like, no, like crazy crap happens to all of us all the time. Absolutely. What did you do in healthcare? Well, so I'm a dietitian, and when I was doing my graduate program, you have to do like 1,200 hours of clinical supervised practice. So I was just an intern in the hospital. That is not where I wanted to work. So obviously, (laughs) that's not what I'm doing now. Yeah, but But you um, see a lot, and I guess I never thought about that. But I've I've 
been in the medical field almost my whole adult life. So it, it does, it definitely gives you some grace when it comes to bodily functions and situations yes. and talking about all the, you know, dirty stuff and everything. So I think, I do think having background in healthcare makes that a huge, huge difference. Totally. How many kids do you have, Kristen? I have two. So I have a five-year-old, my son Flynn, and then a three-year-old daughter Penelope. So they are the inspiration for my my crazy mom stories. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. I, so my kids are a little bit older than yours and it's less like, it's a little bit less chaotic, but when I watch your videos, I'm like, I totally relate to this. The things that they ask you sometimes or say to you, it's just wild. Oh, it's insane. And it's, it's like having a little drunk sociopath running around like that you like to hang out with, (laughs) but they like make you go absolutely crazy. And even some stuff I don't even say on my TikTok videos because like I'm keeping in mind like, okay, if I say this, there's going to be half the people that are going to freak out. Like if I say the really gross stuff that they're doing or whatever. So I keep it almost as PG as I can even talking about it. So that, I mean, it's just wild having kids in the house. They're just so weird and so cool. (laughs) <laughs> Most, mostly weird, but <laughs> I know I do notice that I'll start to filter too. And I, but I really try to fight against it. Cause I notice I'll start to feel ashamed. Like my kids, I mean, especially since we moved into this new house in the summer, my husband works like 14 hours a day, probably more than that. Like I rely on screens a lot. And I feel so bad about that sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, whatever, Casey, you just got to get through the day. But sometimes I'm like, I don't want people to know about this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that part's hard, like not exaggerating about those things. Like when I say there have been days where my kids have eaten literal bread and butter and Skittles like for the day, because I can't do anything. And along with having anxiety as a mom, sometimes like I'm always here and present for them if they need help, obviously for like, especially emergencies, but some days it is crappy. It's like barely skimming by they're on their tablets as long as the battery's running. And if not plugged into a charger near the wall, so I can regulate my own stuff and, you know, deal with my own overstimulation and overwhelmness and getting stuff done around the house. And I'm like, Hey kids, it's going to be a a slapstick day here. Like we're just getting by. There's nothing planned. We're just getting through the day. And I don't feel like a lot of people ever say that they'd be like oh really you can't cook your kids you know three breakfast you know all this stuff you can't play with them and outside time and I'm like some days absolutely not some days we literally sit in the living room with the tv on all day I'm so glad I hate that yeah (laughs) I know I'm glad you say that though because I have days like that too and I think what makes it harder is then that like that piece that I'm judging myself for it or Mm -hmm. thinking that other people are going to judge me for it. And it does sometimes feel silly. Like why is it some days it's so easy and not a big deal to feed them. And other days, like I literally cannot, like the anxiety can just overtake you sometimes. Yeah. And you got to pick your battles as a mom, you know, do I want to fight and make her eat this thing or, you know, suggest something or try to get them to do this activity when I know they're in pissy moods. Like, no, sometimes it's just a wash. It's just getting through the day and that's okay. But the guilt behind it is pretty intense. And then explaining it to people and most of the moms probably feel how we feel, but then you get those ones that hit hard when they're like, why do you even have kids if you don't want to sit on the floor and play Mm. with them for six hours? I'm like, okay, Becky, I literally can't get off the ground. So (laughs) cool it. And I do like I hang out with them. Yes. (laughs) It's it's tough. Yeah. With the, the mom judgment everywhere. 
I know it really is. And I'm like, I'm more introverted. I'd say I'm kind of a mix, but like something about being with my kids and being on the entire day drains the life out of me. Do you feel that way? Absolutely. I I told my husband, I was like, I apologize because I I say sorry for everything, but I was like, I'm sorry that when the kids go to bed, I sit here like a little bit of a zombie. Like I'm a shell of a person and I don't even watch the TV. I'm looking at the wall behind the TV. (laughs) quietly in the dark for like an hour. I'm surprised I don't drool at that point because I'm, I'm literally done. Like my body's done. My mind is done. I gave all of my love and attention to my kids all day and I'm, I can't do anything else. I just, and that part is, it is draining. Yeah. Something I've been working on really hard in therapy. Anybody who's been following me for any length of time knows that I'm like singing the praises of therapy all day long because it really has helped me so much. But I think something that has been in my just kind of how I've operated in the past, I'm really trying to change is that mindset of like, I just have to push through like as long as the kids are awake, I have to keep pushing myself through like I don't get a break. And so I've been really trying to build in moments for myself throughout the day where I'm really like, okay, you're allowed to take a break now. You need to, or else you're going to be staring at the wall, drooling after your kids go to bed. Absolutely. You can't pour from an empty cup. And I know that's, you know, everyone's like, oh, self-care and take all the time you need, which can be hard, but those little moments. And I think that's okay to tell your kids, like, you don't need a break from them because you don't like them or love them or want to be there with them, but they need to see you as a healthy mom. Like, Hey, I've done a lot today. I'm tired. I'm kind of, you know, sore or whatever. I would like to go sit down for a few minutes. Can you guys give me some peace so I can reset and we'll come back and have lunch or play a game, whatever. They need to see that, you know, you're taking care of yourself. And I think that's okay. Instead of, you know, getting to the point where you're lashing out, screaming, frustrated, irritable, like which I've been there, but I think Mm -hmm. definitely the kids seeing you take those little moments to yourself or something. I think that's important for them to see like, oh, my mom's a human, you know, she needs a minute. Totally. And I think that's something that I didn't see growing up. I mean, my mom was a single mom and she, I think her way of coping was just like, I'm going to be superwoman and I'm going to do the job of everybody. But like, I never saw her do anything for herself. And now I'm like, God, I wish she would have, like, I would have been fine. You know, Yeah, (laughs) I would have been fine. And is that, do you get guilt from that sometimes? Like, or do you think, I don't know how to explain it. My mom was the same. She was super mom, like doing everything. And maybe like it is ingrained in us that we feel guilty if we're trying to schedule time. Like my mom never went to go get pedicures, but I make that time for myself. And then I think like, God, my mom was literally just mom. That's it. She had four kids. My dad worked long hours. She was just like, boom, boom, boom. But I was talking to her the other day and I was like, you know what? I remember, I don't remember you at my birthday parties because you were literally in the background doing everything, cake, pinata, birthday party, everything. And I remember my dad hanging out with us outside and playing and stuff like that. Mom was inside cooking. You know, she was so good that it was almost absent and she was never, I didn't often see her have fun. Mm -hmm. And so that part I think about too, like, I know it's ingrained in us to kind of be like that but it's also like I want to be the fun part like I want to be with my kids and doing stuff fun and not just mom like always settling everything planning everything stressing about everything like sometimes I want to be carefree and just be with them it's it's hard it is I I want that too and sometimes I feel like it's easier for my husband to be that with them because it's like 
you know, obviously he's working really hard at work, but he, when he comes home and sees them before bed, it's like, you know, everything's been taken care of. He can just play with them and be goofy and silly. And I feel like I carry so much quality hours. Yes. So, but I agree. I think that I also like, because that was my model and I know my mom was doing the absolute best that she could in a stressful situation raising us, but I do like I now I feel like that's when I think of, okay, what does a mom do? I think of what my mom did. And so it is harder for me to be like, okay, no, you can put that stuff down and you can play like you can do something fun with your kids. It doesn't have to be all work and like doing. Yeah. And it's hard to get out of that manic state when you're home with the kids, because I feel like you're always one step behind all day long. You're always trying to catch your breath. You're always trying to mediate and like it's it feels like you can't catch your breath all day and some days on those lazy days or the spontaneous days are when I feel the most connected with my family and the most successful like yeah we didn't have three square meals or you know do any learning or any whatever but we've had a good day and those feel like success to me more than the structured days do a hundred percent I know there were times where I'd get so caught up in like oh my god looking at the piles of laundry and all that is stressing me out. And so it's like, I wouldn't let myself fully enjoy, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and do something fun, but I'm still thinking about all these other things. And I realized that doesn't work. Like sometimes you just have to let stuff go and realize like, oh, this is actually okay. And like you said, it feels so much better to have that time with them. Right. You'll, you'll remember the loud, crazy dance parties and the playing outside when the house is a mess and the eating cold pizza like you'll remember those times I don't think we'll really connect to the oh yeah I had one day where my kids didn't fight at all and we sat down and read together like (laughs) who thinks like that (laughs) I know I know but I still like I have to fight against feeling like a failure in those moments when I'm like I did none of like the things on the list yeah absolutely 100% the list the notorious list I have running (laughs) through my head all day (laughs) Oh, man. I'm curious if you had like, do you feel like once you had kids that heightened your anxiety or changed it? It birthed it. I did mm. not have anxiety before children. So I was, I've always been very calm and kind. Like I'm a pretty chill, like uh, easygoing person, but I had postpartum depression with my son who was my firstborn. And the that night in the hospital when everything started, my postpartum feelings and everything, my anxiety started. And now it's turned into, I have borderline crippling driving anxiety. And I have, you know, this mom anxiety that everyone probably has, you know, bouts of, but I, you know, checking on your kids breathing and worrying constantly and worrying about the future and anxiety attacks, shopping. And it's, it's kind of snowballed and I've tried uh, counseling once and it, the one time I went wasn't successful. So I, I just try to, time has helped a little bit, but it's, I struggle every day, every yeah. day with anxiety. Oh, well, I'm sorry that that's been your experience. I think that noticing it is like one step that really helps. I think that I didn't even know that I had anxiety for a while before, like I had it and I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. And I feel like being able to know it's like a thing actually kind of helps. Absolutely. And I, yeah, it was brand new feelings for me. I, I've never really been an anxious type person and dealing with anxiety as a mom has been, I think one of my toughest adult challenges, because 
my parents didn't have anxiety. There was none of that like in the house. And mm-hmm. I do not want my anxiety to rub off on my children, which I've already seen. You know, my son worries about things he probably shouldn't or hyperfixates on something or, you know, whatever. That is challenging. It's so hard to not let my anxiety attacks overflow. They don't deserve, you know, me to yell or be an asshole for a second just because I'm anxious about something. And they've seen me leave the store with, you know, I leave my shopping cart and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm, you know, we have to leave. They've seen me cry in the car, you know, things that I, I don't want my kids to see, but it's me. That's what I'm going through. And it's them. And, it, you know, as much as I'd like to be perfect and have them never witness anything, you know, that's where we're at. I, I deal with it. I think that that stuff makes you more human to them. And honestly, like, When I was a kid, there were a lot of things hidden from me. But as a child, you still know when something's off. And so your mom being able to just say, like, I'm having a hard time today. Like, I'm sad, but you're safe and we're going to be okay. Like, just those things, I think, are positive for them because I know it's like, as a mom, we want to protect them in this little bubble and like make sure they never have pain or worry or stress or fear, you know, but it's- Someone needs to invent that bubble. I feel like that would save a lot lot of moms endless nights of worrying. Oh man, I know. I know. Yeah, them seeing it and seeing someone healthily work through, you know, an anxiety attack or be able to talk about it. And, you know, it used to be so embarrassing to say someone has anxiety, you think something's wrong with them. You think that they're like, oh, wow, are you medicated? Like what's going on? But to live with it on a daily basis and work through it. And um, my husband and I are very good about like, hey, I need 20 minutes to go lay down. I'm, we like tap out. We're like, I'm done. Whether we're about to raise our voice or the kids are screaming and one of us is just literally like, cannot do it we go in the room and we lay down in the dark for like 20 minutes and it's guilt-free. The other person checks in on you after 20 minutes. Okay. How you doing? But hopefully my kids growing up in the world we live in today, hopefully watching this and like watching how you can deal with it, cope with it and still be a kind person and not let it stop you from doing your favorite things. You know, that's going to be important to me and being able to talk them through it and let them breathe. And it, I think my anxiety really helps me when my kids are having a fit or something, like I get on the ground and I do look at them in the eye and I'm like, it's okay, you're mad. You can be pissed. It's okay, you're sad. You can cry all you want. And then we'll like work through it together. So it's not, I don't have like sharp reactions to feelings. So I think that's helped. Totally. I love this tap out thing that you do with your husband. How did you guys decide to try that? (sighs) He used to work night shift. So we, when we were having like really early on kids, you know, when there were babies and stuff like that, and I dealt with my postpartum depression and my second daughter had no postpartum, but there was a time when the babies, you know, two diapers, everyone is crazy, whatever. And I went and laid laid down and slept for like seven hours. And he came in and he was like, you needed this. And I said, yes, I do. Now you go. And so he took a turn and he would lay down to take nap. And so we just had a talk one time and we're like, this needs to be a guilt-free when we're both home with the kids and they're rowdy. Like you just say, Hey, I need to go lay down. The other person can't say, no, you can't, it's too busy, or I don't really want you to, we have too much going on. We take that sentence very seriously and we say, okay, so it kind of stops whatever we're feeling. One of us lays down, the other one wrangles the kids for that hour, whatever. And we switch off every once in a while. And it's it's helped a lot with without any guilt. It's not us being lazy or not wanting to parent. It's, you have to have that limit. You get there, like, you're like, I'm about to scream. I want to run away. I want to go get in my car. 
uh, the kids are horrible right now. Like they're screaming at the top of their, you know, it just gets hectic. Yeah. There's times in this house where I swear, like the dog is howling, the kids are screaming, I'm crying. My husband's raising his voice, like something's happening. I'm like, what's going on here? This house is going to blow up. I know. Um, it's those times when one of us checks out, we're like, I need to go sit in a dark room by myself. <laughs> I love that. I think that's such yeah. great teamwork. And since I'm on my own a lot, I've had to like build in those things for myself. So I feel like it's possible for the parents who are listening, who are like, I don't have somebody to tap out yeah. to like just setting those expectations with your kids. I remember like I learned the hard way that I can't tell, especially my daughter, my son's like, whatever, but Amelia, <laughs> I can't tell her like, I need a break from you. <laughs> she takes that very, very bad. personally. It's hard yes. to hear. Like, what if your husband said like, Hey, I need a break from you. Like you're too much right now. Cool it. <laughs> Yeah. So I've, I've learned to re reword it or just silently slip off to where nobody yeah. can find me. For a while. <laughs> oh, like the classic silent slip away. Oh my gosh. I know it's funny. It's Cause I funny. like in my old house, my closet was always my hiding spot here. I tend to go to like our front living room. Cause like just no one really goes up there. So, yeah. but I always go to the same place, but they still, once they start looking for me, they're like, mom, mom. Oh. Like I'm you, where that, I like, literally am. Yeah. <laughs> it's that first mom. And then everyone's kind of like, oh my God, what's mom doing? She thinks she can rest right now. Hell no. I know. Oh man. Okay. So on your, like your TikToks, your Instagram, I feel like you talk about so many things that it's just like refreshing to hear about that. I know we kind of at the beginning mentioned that, but I feel like you talk about like periods and farts and weight and body stuff like what has the response been like to obviously like you must get a good response because you've been so popular but like what kinds of things do you hear from the women and moms who watch your videos uh, overwhelmingly the response is oh my god I thought that was just me oh my god this is so refreshing finally someone's saying it out loud or I I've done that forever quietly or I've thought about that by myself so the people the I don't like to call them followers but the you know people that follow yeah. me on either platform are so kind and so I feel like needed like this this little group I have going on is is just so the camaraderie is good very rarely do I get negative comments which knock on wood I mean I, that shit happens for sure like there's been some pretty pretty rough ones but overwhelmingly especially moms have been so thankful that someone's talking about it and making them feel not so crazy. Cause you, you think growing up that these weird things that are happening to you or gross things or whatever, especially with like the female body, anything to do with it, you think it's just you. Like I had these beautiful popular friends growing up that were just so dainty and cute. And I, I literally was like, they probably don't even poop. Like, look at them. They're just perfect. And then here's me like this sweaty, hairy, bulk of a woman coming through like you just feel odd I feel like all the time and so talking about it it's been an outlet for me for sure all of my insecurities that I used to be a very very personal quiet person and not share any of that until I worked with this group of girls at a colonoscopy center where all they talk about is like farts and you know pooping and colons and stuff yeah. these girls were loud mouthed gross farty talking girls like and I was like this is it like, why have I never met people like this? They were so open. It was the first time that uh, we had talked about intrusive thoughts. And mm. someone was like, oh yeah, when I'm driving, I think about steering my steering wheel off the road. And I literally was like, no, 
I thought that was just me and I was going to take that to the grave. Cause you think you say that out loud, someone's going to put you in a home or something. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was liberating. And then we started talking about just bodily functions, like all this stuff. And I'm like, you guys like get massive diarrhea on your period too. Like it hurts. Like it's like this weird. And they're like, oh yeah, for sure. And I'm like, what is this world of women? Like, where have this all been? So I think I try to take that feeling that I got working with those girls and give it to the rest of the world. Cause it, it was the first time I had felt heard and understood anything. Like it was just the best. So I'm glad you had that experience because I feel like it is. And there's so much stuff too, where it's like, okay, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't know. I'm, as you were saying that I was like, would I ever talk about these things like with my friends? And it's not like something that just comes up when you're out to dinner with your girlfriends of like, Hey, I'm on my period and this weird stuff is happening. (laughs) So I feel like it's really cool with TikTok. It's like, you can make these videos in the moment as these things are happening, you think about them. And then people are like, oh my gosh, yes, me too. But it's like, yeah, when else are you just going to like randomly talk about that with your girlfriends? Unless you were good at colonoscopies. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, maybe they don't have a group of girlfriends, which a lot of people don't. I don't really anymore. I still see those girls and go to dinner, but it's not like we have brunch every Sunday with this, you know, a lot of people don't have that village of girlfriends. Yeah. So I try to be that outlet for that one girl who's like a lonely mom has all this weird stuff going on. Can't really talk to her husband, whatever. Like there's me and I'll make you feel less shitty. Cause like, it's, it's crazy, gross, slimy, weird being a girl, being a mom, you know, funny stories just to get you through the day, trying to keep it talking about weight. You know, maybe you feel fat today. I do too. Like yeah. just some sort of camaraderie. So that's, I think what kind of snowballed I've used that word twice now, but that's what (laughs) snowballed me continuing those videos is like hoping that someone can see my face and be like, oh, she's relatable that I'm, you know, I feel good. Yes. I think we have this misconception in our society that it's like, we are supposed to be fully put together and like look great and have it all together. And that's, what's going to make you likable and presentable, but it's really like, no, I kind of just want somebody where I'm like, oh, I feel comfortable around you. I don't feel like I have to impress you. Like we can just connect and there's no, like, I I don't have to worry about how I look today. Absolutely. Having quality versus quantity of, of that kind of interaction or having, I think it comes with age too, but like having the friend that can come over and you can sit in your PJs and drink coffee and talk for hours is so much more beneficial than getting dressed up to go meet someone for cocktail hour or something and talking about work and kids and stuff. And it's always good, but there's something about like that quality, like those long talks with your mom or those long talks with your best friend that are like really good. They just feel, it makes you yeah. feel not, not alone. And so many people do feel so alone. I hear it all the time from people yeah. online. I think as a mom, it's very isolating in this post stupid pandemic world. Like it's still not a hundred percent back to where things were. And I think that people like it, it gets hard. You know, I thought when my kids were babies, I was like, Oh, as they get a little bit older, like it's going to be easier to go do things that I want to do or whatever, but it's just like hard. I'm shuttling them to practices and school and we have homework and it's like, you're still kind of very much in your kid's world. You're not so much like out and about (laughs) yeah like you you can but it's it's different and yeah I think that one of the uh back backlashes or comments or whatever I got was a video where I said like 
it's not enjoyable. My kids are at an age where it is not enjoyable for me myself to take them to a function unless it's very kid related or very organized or something like that. Like, it's not that I don't enjoy being with my kids. It's that it's not worth it to me because they're stressed out. I'm stressed out. Like I was, I think I was talking about like going to the lake um, during summertime with two toddlers that like don't know how to swim. It's not fun. It's Mm -mm. stressful. And, and people are like, Oh, they make it look so easy. You know, they have their jogging stroller and they have everything's great and everything's good. And I'm like, those events usually end up with all three of us crying in the car on the way home. Like none of it is fun. It's just stressful. You're just watching your kids. You're just, you're stressed about feeding them and you you can't even have adult interaction sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, and you feel like everyone around you is normal having a decent day. And you're literally just like, I want to go home. Like, I cannot do this. My kid's eating someone's plate. Like the other one's running too far towards the driveway. Like it's just, it's panic. Yeah. And whether they think that's my anxiety keeping me home or what, I'm like, it's just not worth it. And I've kind of come to terms with that. I used to try to push through and be like, no, other moms go out every day with their kids when they stay home. No, it doesn't have to, you know? I know. I know. I feel the same. I mean, Amelia is sometimes she just has these crazy outbursts and I get so embarrassed when it happens in public. And I feel like I'm the only one who this happens to. We tried to go do this volunteer event at our church. They were packing up food to send, you know, to kids, whatever. And I was like, okay, we're going to go help out. Like you can understand what it's like to give back, blah, blah, blah. We get there and you have to wear a hairnet because it has to be sanitary. And she was like, absolutely not. I'm not wearing a hairnet. I'm like, okay, well, then you need to sit on the side. She doesn't want to sit on the side. It ends like everybody else in this room. I tell you, there's like 70 people in there, parents, kids. Like I look around and like, they're all just compliant and standing there. And I've got the kid (laughs) screaming on the ground. Oh my gosh. We left. I mean, we left. I felt terrible because I was like, I wanted them to do this and I don't have control and whatever. But I was like, you know what? This is fine. Sometimes this just happens and you can leave. Yeah. Good for you for doing that. Yeah. And and not forcing yourself to stress through that was you picking a battle of like, okay, this isn't going to get any better. And I'm not going to sit here and scream at her or like whatever like we're just gonna call it a day we're good totally. how old are your kids amelia is almost five she's a month away from five and teddy is seven okay oh my gosh so you have two a boy and a girl mm-hmm. teddy's very cool older and then my girl is younger so yeah yeah and having them those that close age are kind of like how mine are which half the time they're best friends half the time they're absolute mortal enemies mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes Depends on the day I know we're at the age now where they do try to like physically hurt each other and so I'm trying to find I had an older brother so I'm like it toughens you up a little bit you yeah. need to learn how to like I don't want to step in every single time I'm really trying to work hard on not being like I don't want them every time something happens to be like, mom, mom, you do yeah. this, you do this, you know? They have to work through it by themselves somehow. But yeah, finding that line of what's safe and what's not, they're one chokehold away from <laughs> something bad happening. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, Kristen, it was so nice having you on. Is there anything else you feel like, you know, you just want moms to know? Ah, oh, that is I'm putting it you on the spot. Not, that's <laughs> fine. It's not selfish or make you a bad mom or anything to ask for help, which is one of the hardest things for us to do, I feel. 
and also I know not everyone has a village, not everyone has a mother-in-law down the road, not everyone has a spouse or a partner or anything. And non-moms, any non-moms listening to this or any, you know, any family member with someone with a mom raising young kids, if you ever have a day you're bored doing nothing, offer to watch those kids or to help that mom if she doesn't have anyone around. Like it's, it is necessary for you to take time for yourself. It's not selfish. You cannot work on an empty cup. So true. It's so true. That's something that I still have a hard time with. And when I have a babysitter, I always feel like I need to be doing something productive, like an yes. after school babysitter. I'm like, well, I need to be working during this time. And I'm like, wait right. a minute. Isn't this supposed to help me? <laughs> I don't need to be working every second of every day. So. Every single time it comes with guilt. So I say this, you know, I preach this, but then next time me wanting to do anything is I have to talk myself up. Be like, Kristen, you got this. You deserve this. You go ask. You tell someone you need help. But it's, I know it's easier said than done for sure. Absolutely. Something we got to keep working at. Well, thank yeah. you, Kristen. What's your handle on TikTok? I think just Kristen Cook and with okay. a green heart by it. And okay. then on Instagram, it's Kristen Cook, K-A-C. I'm the worst. I'm literally the worst. I don't remember. <laughs> but- <laughs> yes, that's why I can remember. Because on Instagram, I know there was that K-A-C. What is the K-A-C? It's my for, it's my initials. So Kristen Ann. Oh. Is my, I mean, and Cook, I guess, is my name. Everyone, I think there's a couple famous cooks out there. I don't know my name fully anywhere. So mm, uh, that makes sense. So I just have to put a bunch of stuff in it. <laughs> but you okay. so nice to talk to you this feels like a phone call with them, so I really appreciate this yeah this was really fun I'll make sure to put your handles in the show notes too so that people okay. can click thank them there you. <laughs> thank you bye I just love Kristen I I love that she's not afraid to put herself out there And it's like a magnet. You just want to be like, wow, thank you for saying that out loud. It's just so appreciated. I really admire her for that. Make sure you follow her on social media. It's linked in the show notes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, like I would just be delighted if you would leave me a five-star review telling me what you liked or how it made you feel. I really do read them and love them. And you may have noticed we made the switch from episodes weekly to every other week. To be honest, it was just getting really hard for me to keep up with weekly with everything else going on. If you're a parent, you know it's so hard to fit everything in. And this switch has helped me immensely. So thank you for still being here with me. And we'll see you not next week, but the week after that.